What's up? What's up? I'm Princess, your host for Conversations with a Blogger, and I am the creator of the Mom and Me blog. Be sure you tune in each week for great content. Share with your friends and visit my website at www.themomandmeblog.com. Hey. All right. Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in today. We have Courtney with us, and she is the creator of Four Brown Girls blog. Um, okay, Courtney, go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us about your blog. Okay. Hi, everybody. Uh, my name is Courtney. Um, and like she said, I am the creator of Four Brown Girls blog. Um, I created the blog because... Um, I felt like Black women needed a platform, a space, a community to feel safe when it came to discussions about mental health. Um, mm-hmm. It's no secret that we do not get the same type of medical treatment, not just the mental health, but just medical treatment, period, um, right. as our counterparts. And I just wanted um, a platform, a resource, a community, a tribe, however you want to call it, for um us to learn about mental health trends that affect us, um, to educate, to uplift, to support, to empower Black women who struggle with anxiety and depression. Absolutely. Um, I think the more platforms we have to discuss these things, um, the better for us. I openly talk about um, anxiety and depression and things like that on my um, on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And um, more so anxiety because I have it really, really bad, like yeah. really bad. And um, I haven't gone to see any therapy uh, therapists or doctors or anything about it, mainly because I'm more so um, wanting to find um, natural ways to treat my anxiety as far as herbs and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, I know I'm, mm-hmm. that's not the only thing that's going to, it's not just going to get rid of it, but mm-hmm. um, you know, you know you've probably seen on Instagram I do meditate and yoga Mm -hmm. and those things help so the more resources that we have you know the better for our community yes I totally agree yeah so um what is your um your main goal with the blog is it just simply to educate do you want to like provide um maybe some hands-on like activities or anything like that well, I just started the blog late October, um, so oh, okay. I'm still I'm still in the what do I want to do later on phase. So for right, right now, currently, um, I'm I'm hoping that the content of my blogs will educate, um, uplift, empower, and support Black women with anxiety and depression. Um, I have created a few uh, printables. Um, the one that I just did, um, talking about smart goals, helping mm-hmm. people. Um, the blog was about just achieving, um, I'm, I'm setting mental health goals. You know, a lot of times we get caught up in the, I want to lose 10 pounds or, you know, right. I want to buy a house or, you know, we, we don't really think about the mental. So that blog dealt with setting goals for mental health. Um, and I created a worksheet. Um, that had smart goals. You know, I, I do some research before I write, and um, I kept coming across the smart method. The smart method. So I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, well, what is that? So the smart method helps you um, make your goals specific, measurable, achievable, 
realistic and timely. So right now I'm just doing the blogs. I'm doing the printables. Um, I'm spotlighting um, and Hey Brown Girls. That's what I call my tribe, Hey Brown Girl. Um, mm -hmm. I'm spotlighting uh, one of my uh, followers a month. I just actually did one a couple weeks ago, Crystal Beach. Mm -hmm. She was our first brown girl um, to be featured. So right now I'm just kind of keeping it small. I want to master what I'm doing. I don't want to have too many plates spinning and everything just goes to hell <laughs> so right um, right yeah I'm starting off small but I do want to branch out into um doing local events I was just talking mm -hmm. to a girlfriend about doing um a vision board party um I would definitely um would like to start doing some videos dealing with mindfulness um, right eventually I want to do an ebook so I do have um more goals in mind but right now I just mm -hmm. want to cultivate the community that I have and perfect my craft a little bit more. And I definitely right. want to sell merchandise at some point as well. Right, right, right. Okay, that sounds good. Um, so what do you think, how many things or what kind of things do you think affects us as Black women as far as mental health? Um, because I know a lot of people have, um, and, and, and so many people don't even realize it, yeah. Because they completely don't know that yeah. a lot of people deal with mental issues because mm -hmm. of how we grew up, our mm -hmm. parents, because our parents didn't know any better, the environment, mm -hmm. only things play a factor in um, our mental health. Um, so what other things do you think play a part in, you know, how we are mentally? I think, um, you know, within the Black community, there's that stigma you know, mm -hmm. there's nothing wrong with you. You just need to pray more, you know, that right. you, know, the, the right. yeah. you know, yeah. there's, there's nothing wrong with you. You're fine. Look at what you're doing. You're raising two kids. You're raising, you have two jobs. You're, you're fine. You just need to get some rest. Um, right. I think the stigma um, plays a big part of it. it. It not only downplays a person's mental illness, but it makes them afraid to want to seek help because a lot right. of times if you seek a counselor, you're considered weak. Um, and or crazy. I society, <laughs> yeah, I, I think society in general just has this strong black women. You know, you right. if, if you have a weakness, then you're not a strong black woman. You can't carry the load that's been given to you. Right. Um, right. So for me, those two things have kind of stood out. Thankfully, I was raised where, you know, I, I saw it therapy when I was in high school and I told my parents I was like I need a little bit of help I'm, I'm going through something right. it's me trying to deal with it on my own it's not working and it wasn't an attack on them they mm -hmm. they didn't know how to help um so right. I go ahead I'm sorry no I said right I was just agreeing <laughs> oh, okay. but you know I think those two things just the the stigma um and in that strong black woman syndrome and I think a lot of times you can be strong, and this is my personal opinion. If you can't admit that you have an issue and you want to get help, to me that makes you strong. Right. You know, if, if you if you have an issue and you can say, "Look, I don't know what's wrong with me. All I know is that it's hard for me to get out of bed. I'm snapping mm -hmm. at everybody. I can't concentrate. It's uh, my job is stressing me out." I know right. to me that's strong. And I think we need to highlight and spotlight that and celebrate that more 
You know, Absolutely. not to put down people who, you know, I don't want to put down anybody who says, well, I don't need help. But, but I think we need to start celebrating people who recognize that they do need help and that they seek it as well. Because to me, that's great. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's, it's hard to um, tell people that you need help. And I think that um, also social media plays a part in that because oh, God, so many yes. people are looking at all these influencers and, you know, uh, with these lavish lifestyles. And at the end of the day, everybody can't live that life. So that yeah. is kind of also um, playing a part in, you know, depression uh, and people in general nowadays. You know what I mean? And yeah. We have to realize that a lot of those things are not even real first of all yeah it's not and I think as far as like my blog is concerned I want people to see the real I don't want to be posting pictures of these you know making it seem like I'm doing this and I'm doing that no I want you to Mm -hmm. see what I do on a daily basis and how hard it can be and this Mm -hmm. is what it is even if I do have a lavish lifestyle you still need to see the parts of me that are not so lavish (laughs) Yes. No, I I agree. I agree. I just yeah. did a video. Um, I, I I published it on Thursday. It's like a three minute video, and mm-hmm. I had just dropped my son off at the bus stop, and I came back and I said, "Well, maybe I should just wait till I get my hair done, put on a little makeup or something." I said, "No, I'm going to make this video with my hat on, with no earrings, no makeup, right. at the kitchen right. table, and I'm going to tell you X, Y, and Z because." Like you said, women get caught up in this, oh, I need to look like an Instagram model when that's the right. reality. And exactly. you know, health, mental health and health in general, it's not it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Right. So it's not. I can nope. come to you and you can see, look, I struggle with setting goals and this mm-hmm. is why. You know, mm-hmm. but like you said, you know, I, I want people to see the real, you know, getting healthy is not pretty at all. Yeah. It's definitely not. Trust me, I know. I've been there and I've I've struggled a lot throughout my life. I actually mm-hmm. had a conversation with my um my dad um uh a few months back and I had to make him realize that a lot of the things that he felt like were issues that he was going through as a man, mm-hmm. they affected his children. Yeah. And even though he 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 thinks that they're just his problems and it's not something that we needed to worry about or should have worried about, mm-hmm. I had to make him realize that he is a, the, a big part of why I am the way I am as mm-hmm. an adult, the way I was growing up, because um, mm-hmm. he has a lot of children. I'm the oldest. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he, his, my mother and him met when they were 13, 14 years old and, um, they had me and while being with my mother and after she left him, he continued to have multiple children with multiple women Mm. because of that. Although I love him dearly, he is my Mm. best friend. I have an issue, not with men. I just, I refused to date men with children. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't do it. And, and. For a long time, I couldn't even really explain why I disliked men with children because I felt like something was wrong with them. Oh, you, mm-hmm. oh, you have three children? How many baby mothers do you have? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I didn't yeah. want to deal with that. And even when I met my current significant other and um, 
when we first met and you know we were just talking we had no intentions of even dating each other he told me mm-hmm. he had two children I was like oh well I'm not gonna date this guy yeah wow <laughs> you know but then after talking to him for a while and I mm-hmm. realized you know time they were living with him and they were actually older his son Mm -hmm. his oldest son was about to be off to college and his youngest Mm -hmm. son was a year older than my daughter and I said okay maybe I won't have to deal with any drama because his kids are older maybe he doesn't have to deal with that you know Mm -hmm. so it kind of made me feel a little better about it but you Mm -hmm. know for a long time I struggled with that uh situation in particular because I felt like he ruined for me what a family unit was supposed to look like a family unit to me wasn't supposed to be multiple children with different people it was supposed to be a family a mom a dad and their kids together and he ruined that for me yeah you know so that that was that was one of my mental struggles that I had to deal with to this Mm -hmm. day it kind of affects me mainly because Mm -hmm. he still has things popping up that he didn't even know about oh wow yeah, exactly. So it's still current. It's still current. And wow. I had told him, like, look, this is what you did to me. Mm-hmm. So even though you didn't do anything to me personally, yeah. like, you know, you know what I mean? You that what you did affected me and my sister. Yeah. And then all the other kids who didn't even know who you were because you know, their moms yeah. didn't find you because they didn't know your real name. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah. Oh my you know, goodness. So, yeah, so those things, you know, they they don't parents don't realize how how much of what they do affect their children. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I I just as you were talking, I was thinking about growing up and my father. Like, if someone was to bother me or hurt my feelings or do something that I didn't think was right, my father mm-hmm. would say, "Oh, just let it go. You can't change them as a person. Just let it go." But then I started to Which realize, might be like, true, but there's more to it than that. <laughs> I, it, on one hand, I understood and respected what he was saying. But as I grew mm-hmm. up, I started to become resentful. And that resentfulness turned into anger and it turned into bitterness because now I feel like I don't have the right to stand up for myself. And I had to really kind of right. come to grips with that. So. When I was kind of sticking up for myself, I was mm-hmm. like the Incredible Hulk. I just would just go right. off and just all that anger and resentment just mm-hmm. kind of poured out of me. And then right. I started to say, okay, well, I can't start yelling and screaming and turning into someone I'm not. I have to figure right. out a better way to convey my feelings in a, in a manner that is firm, not right. hostile, but that you understand what I'm saying. So right. I, I, I've gotten a lot better with that. You know, there are moments where I'm like, okay, I'm going back to that little girl and I can't, mm-hmm. I can't do that anymore. I'm a grown woman. I got to mm-hmm. I have to assert myself. So yeah, right. I, I, I agree the way our parents raised us. And that's why I have a 12 year old son mm-hmm. and, you know, having a, a black son in this society is, that within itself is another topic. Right. But yeah, you know, how do you how do how does a person who has anxiety raise a son in this world and not make him an anxious person and him to be self-conscious? That's like right. one of my greatest concerns. You know, I don't want to raise him to be paranoid or 
to be anxious right. about things. You know, I want him to be a humble, confident young man. You know, so it's it's a constant, it's a constant struggle. Like it's a mental mm-hmm. struggle with me. Like, should I have said this? Should I not have said that? Should we have done this? Should we have not done that? So, right, because yeah, you want to avoid generational doing... thing is 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 a parallel, right? Right, because you want to avoid doing what what our parents did, and I'm the same way. My daughter's going to be 15 in April, and I'm like, mm. you know, how can I, how can I do better? And and I have to admit that in the beginning, um, I was my mother. Mm-hmm. My mother, my mother's not affectionate. My mother is not a oh I love you type of person. Mm-hmm. Her mother was, and so on and so on. Yeah. And I and. And I did that. Yeah. And I'm like, I know I didn't hug her enough. I know I didn't say I love you enough. I know I did a lot of the things that my mother did that I said I wasn't going to do. Yeah. But also because I was an 18-year-old mother, mm. I, was, I wasn't I was in the mind state to, yeah. to fix myself mentally. Yeah. Yet. So yeah. as she got older and as I got older, it was like, damn, I kind of fucked up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So you can, you know, you can just, you, when you know better, you do better. And I hate saying that because everybody says yes. that. It's, it's no, it's true. It's true. Yeah. So we just have to, we have to do better. So now with my little ones, um, my daughter, my other daughter, she's going to be two next month and my son mm-hmm. is three. And I find myself being more of what I wanted mm-hmm. or what I should have mm-hmm. you know, so. And then it was crazy because it was the opposite. My father was that person. He was the, come here, give me a hug and kissing you and his scratchy yeah. ass beard in your face. <laughs> I'm grown, yeah. I'm 30 years old and he still does it. You know what I mean? So it was the opposite. It was, they were like complete opposites and I ended up turning into my mother. Yeah. My yeah. my parents were similar. My father was very affectionate. He he would cry at the drop. He was not afraid to show emotion. Right. Um and he just would say come here give me a hug or um he would call me what are you having for dinner or oh, I love you I'll talk to you later. Mm-hmm. Whereas my mom is a little bit more stoic, you know. And when right. my and, and ironically when my father passed away, one of my first thoughts was who is going to give me that kind of love and validation? Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and my mother and I, although we have always been very close, since my father died, there are moments where I'm like, Dad, I wish my dad was here because he would understand what I'm going through a little bit better. Like, right. my mom will listen, she'll give advice, but it's not like my dad. My dad's words were seen right. with a little bit more love and grace. Mm-hmm. You know, and and sometimes it's like, Dad, I really wish my dad was here because I'd love to hear what he had to say, or I really need to hear one of his name was Fletcher, you know, one of his mm-hmm. Fletcherisms, you know, right, um, right. And and then again, an, another hump that I had to kind of overcome was my father's not here, mm-hmm. my mother is, and I need to appreciate her while I can, and I have to realize that right. she yeah. she did not grow up in. I don't. She she grew up in a loving home, but they didn't show affection. You know, she grew up in boarding school, so she wasn't around her family a lot, and you know, so I have to kind of recognize that she doesn't know to do that because she didn't grow up with that. 
Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, there are times where I'll tell her, like, Mom, I need you to be a little bit softer, you know, mm-hmm. and, and she will try. But that was another thing that I kind of had to learn how to accept and deal with and assert myself with telling her what my needs were. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we've we've been, you know, we've gotten over some things. And I think, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the adversity that we faced because I think that we're better for it now. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I definitely understand where you're coming from. Um, there was even a point in time where I had actually cut my mother off because I was like, I'm not, I'm, I'm not doing this. Um, it was when I got pregnant with my daughter and she was like, well, I don't want anything to do with that. I said, well, you won't because I'm moving to North Carolina with my dad and you don't have to mm-hmm. worry about dealing with anything. Mm-hmm. And for a long time, she didn't see my daughter. Don't call me. Mm-hmm. Don't write me. Don't, don't, you know, you don't want to be involved. I will make sure mm-hmm. that you're not involved. And, and, and this is my thing with everybody that, that I, um, I don't care if you're family, friend, I don't care how close we are. If you tell me something like that, I'm going to make sure it because yeah. it's, it's it's better for my mental state and I don't want to be around somebody who mm-hmm. feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. And um even to this day my own brother and we were like white on rice. Um mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to my brother since 2011. Oh wow. And I was like, nope, I'm good. And yeah. I've seen him once since then. Said two mm. words. That was it because until until certain people are able to address certain issues with me, mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with it. Yeah, you know. So, and I think you know that thing. that takes a different that takes a different type of strength. That that's that to me is like on another level of like maturity and self awareness because there are a lot of us walking around that really need to cut people off, but we don't Absolutely. because we're afraid. And we're not sure what the outcome is going to be. So we'll just stay away from them. Or, you know, mm-hmm. when holidays come around, they will, you know, I won't, I won't be there. But I think that mm-hmm. to have the strength and the self-awareness that this person is not good for me, I need to cut them off. I think mm-hmm. black women need to do that a lot more. I mean, just thinking over my life, you know, I should have cut off relationships with people a lot sooner than I did. And I think right. I probably... I mean, everything that I've been through has brought me to this point. But there are times mm-hmm. where I wonder, had I cut this person off when I saw the signs, how would things right. be different? But right. I think, you know, right. that's another thing that Black women need to do. We, we need to we need to cut people off. It don't mean it's no good, right. whether it's family and don't members be or not. Sorry. Don't be sorry for it. Yeah. My um my dad is trying to put together some family reunion and he the other day, I mean, he was texting me back and forth from ten o'clock in the morning to literally eight o'clock at night begging me to come to this family reunion. And I said, I am not going. Mm. I said, if you want to see your grandkids, come see them. I will happily bring them to you. Mm-hmm. But I am not gonna be in the same area with people that I do not deal with yeah and then he's like well can you just bring the kids i said hell no because if people that don't want to deal with me then they don't need to deal with my kids yeah it's that simple because if they're toxic to me then they're toxic to my children and i'm not happy so 
Like I said, if you want me to drop your grandkids off, I will gladly drop them off to your house. But if it means being around certain people I don't want to be around, then mm -hmm. it's, sorry. <laughs> he, he, he joked and laughed, well, bring your sage and crystals. I said, no, that's not, that's not going to fix Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's not going to fix the, the, the disgusting energy that I would have to deal with. Yeah. I, it's, I too I it's too much. It's too much of it. You know, so I said when 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 certain people want to go ahead and address the issues that are happening, mm -hmm. I'm open to talking, but at the same time, that doesn't mean I have to deal with them after. Yeah, you know, so we do have to learn to not be afraid and not feel bad for cutting people off. It is what yeah. it is. Yeah. Nowadays, I, I haven't even been answering my phone. Nope, I don't want to talk. I don't want to hear nobody's drama. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> So it's that simple. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. It's very freeing. It is. It is very freeing. Very. Okay. All right, Courtney. Well, do you have anything else that you want to add? Um, anything that you want to know? Um, you want people to know about the blog and its future and um, you know, things that you want to do? Um, you know, just you know, check out the blog for browngirlsblog.com. Um, I don't know how many articles I have, but they range from um, dealing with grief, um, you know, talking about certain, you know, diagnosis, like, you know, now what? I've been diagnosed, now what? Um, I shared my personal struggles and how it kind of led to the fruition of Brown Girls Blog. Mm -hmm. um, if they, I do a newsletter twice a month, and that basically... Um, goes in a. It deals with the blog topic, but it goes into a little bit it's different direction. Um, okay. So last week's blog topic was dealing with setting goals, and mm -hmm. this newsletter just you know kind of focused in on that. But I I more so focused on vision boards. Um, okay. So if you want to sign up for the uh the, um. The newsletter, again, you can just go to my website for browngirlsblog.com. Uh, mm -hmm. If you're interested in being uh, a Hey Brown Girl of the Month, same thing. All the information is on the website. And um, hopefully further down the line, I'll, I will have, you know, my ebook together and my videos together. So mm -hmm. like I tell everybody, just stay patient and keep riding with me. Definitely, definitely. All right, everybody, like she said, be sure to visit her website, uh, fourbrowngirlsblog.com. Was that right? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> I was going to say, I forgot that quick. All right, and thanks for tuning in, everybody. See you next episode. Bye. Right, thank you. Once again, thanks for tuning in. Be sure to check in next week for a new episode.